0: You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them back. I have to sing. Jesse,
1: you can't sing tonight. You said can. I'm
0: so excited. I'm so excited. I'm
1: so scared. Jesse,
0: Jesse.
1: And welcome to a very special episode of the A to Z Horrorcast. This is ordinarily the weekly podcast where we watch and review a horror movie and then we get drunk and argue about it. But, as I mentioned, this is a very special episode where we are here to talk about, well I guess we are still watching a movie and we are still drinking beers. but it's Totally not different. Like a it's episode. totally different this time. I am Jack. I'm sitting here with Jake. Hey
2: Jack, how many times are you going to say very special this episode?
1: Uh, I you know what? We'll we'll get it. You remember when I used to introduce all these with like a clip from a very special episode of a sitcom from the eighties and nineties? I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Everybody loved it. No. And it wasn't alienating or we've, weird at all. We've never had listeners.
2: worse feedback.
1: <laughs> Better feedback. And sitting next to Jake is another aging rock star whose best times are definitely behind him. It's Mark. I am upset at how accurate that is. the only part that sucks is that there's no rock
0: star there every part of that is true except I was never a rock star so that's cool
1: (laughs) well Mark hopefully you can forget about your troubles because we are here to talk about a movie that as we're discussing it just dropped like what yesterday two days ago just dropped uh, we are talking about the movie Archons, uh, from writer and director Nick Shostakiewski. I think Cameron Tr- Cameron Tremblay is the executive producer, and it's from what a farewell to Kings production. It's like the follow up to Black Mountain Side. Yeah, you buried the lead there. Yeah, you so, he held off for a minute. I'm proud look, of you. Uh, Nick is a friend of the show, Uh, we've interviewed him quite some time ago, but we've kept in touch, he offered us a screener for this particular flick, and we took him up on it, so we all saw that movie, and goddamn it, we're gonna talk about it, I am very excited to dive into this movie, and look, listener... I don't want you to be spoiled for this movie. It's available to rent on like all the rental platforms, Amazon and Vudu and all that stuff. Go rent it and watch it. We're What we're going to do is break this up into two pieces. We'll talk about it kind of non-spoilery for the first little bit, and then we're going to hit a hard transition, and we're going to talk about the thing with spoilers. So there will be a clear warning sign at the spoilers part. So
0: but, Air raid siren. Yeah, I demand there siren.
1: be an air raid siren. The whole bit, Mark. We are okay. we have that whole sound effect, and I'm sure I'll be able to find it. And on I'm going to need you to remix desktop. it with Scatman. Don't
0: don't do that. <laughs> Ooh, well, I like that very much. No, please I'm yeah, that's much no.
1: For Scatman. Um. So anyway, uh, we are talking about the movie Archons. Boys, did you like this movie?
2: Whoa! Right out of the gate, huh? Uh,
1: oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Just okay. okay. We're here talking right about it. it. I, yeah, um, I guess I, this is obviously kind of a loose, structured podcast, so it's it's fitting that we start at the end uh, of the normal episode. I would, yeah, I think in general, I would give it a thumbs up. You guys are way more, um, you're the bigger fans here of the original Shostakiewski work, Black Mountainside, and I was kind of in the same boat on that one too, like, competently made, interesting, I, I mean, it didn't, like, totally blow my brain, but it was it's, it's a good movie. I enjoy it
1: nice. All right, Jake.
2: Yeah. I'm just so thrown by starting at the end thing, like Mark said. Uh, I also enjoyed this movie. i I think the interesting thing with this one is that while Black Mountainside in a lot of ways, as Mark said, is much more up our alley collectively, jack, i I really appreciated what that movie did from a variety of angles, but I loved the slow burnness of it. And as I understand it, there's an intentional. Not departure, but there's an intentional evolution here to not make a movie that is, as some people called it, slow. But that's something that really worked for me in the first movie. And you can see how this one there was really intention to build characters more. Like you had a smaller cast of characters that you can remember their names, for example. It didn't have (laughs) the same thing that you had in Black Mountainside, which was a lot like the thing where it's like, fuck, I don't know who anyone is, but they're here and I'm intrigued. This one right? is more focused on the interpersonal dynamics. It is a little bit more, I don't want to call it conventional, because this movie is not conventional. But uh, no. <laughs> a little. It had, it had more of that, what you would expect in terms of actual human-to-human interaction. Uh, all this is to say, long-winded response, I really enjoyed this movie. It's not going to stand up to Black Mountainside if I had to compare the two, but hell of a body of work through the first two movies.
0: That's yeah, absolutely a good summary. I now have three things to say for most of that. I had Ooh. two things to say the first of which I am still convinced that they completely added a random character in the middle of the like ending montage of black mountainside. And I will not be told otherwise. We need some sleuthing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, The second of which is, you mentioned that this is kind of a slow burn, and I actually think that's what this movie does most right, above all other things, is yes, I think this definitely does fall into that category of movies that take their time and build, but Typically with those movies, I I I am a very like A D D movie watcher, and if it doesn't like grab me and it's a slow build movie, I'm looking for other distractions and stuff until action starts. And I that that did not really occur to me with this or occur for me with this movie. For whatever reason, the character interaction and I mean frankly how fucking beautiful the backdrop is. Yeah. (laughs) It's, Um, it's a gorgeous movie that had me, had me watching the whole thing. And then just the third thing, the, on the last little bit of what you just said, I actually would say, I think I like Archons more than black mountain side. That doesn't surprise me. Interesting. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. uh, I, I like this movie. I definitely think you should go watch it. It's uh it's a really cool movie. It doesn't live up to black mountain side for me, but that'd be very hard to do. I think black mountain side might be my favorite horror movie. Um, Either way, this movie is beautiful. It is character-driven. And for the listener, just a very, very brief description of the plot here. Hey, you didn't this even is, talk, uh, about, this. Didn't talk about the synopsis. We're going backwards. We're going fully talk about the synopsis first. Yeah, we, we didn't do We started
0: with whether or not it was good, and then we talked about what it does right, and now we're at the synopsis. So, good. We're, I we're have we're a hard
1: it. enough time keeping us on track when we're actually in segments and here we're (laughs) free for all. So it's just, it's out the window, you know? Um, This is a movie about a, uh, a a three person band. uh, The, the songwriter of which is struggling to follow up on the success of their first album. So he gets the band together to go do a bunch of drugs on this canoe trip in the wilds of Canada Along the way, the front man picks up a, a camping girl uh, to bring along the journey, and uh, then horror and drug use and other things ensue.
2: They sure do, right? Jack. I think that's yeah. that's the that's the high level for sure. It really is. Yeah, and then Michael Dixon's there. He is for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> you really left out the part that's most important, I think, which is that their band's name is Sled Dog. Which not the just, sled dogs, not the dog.
1: sled dogs, just sled dogs.
2: I like. I think it rolls off the tongue.
1: <laughs> it does, yeah. Um, a lot more than yeah, over no.
2: oleander, or whatever the fuck the other band name was. It was <laughs> mentioned on the radio.
0: Oh yeah,
1: that's not, not a spoiler. The Listener, one from no one the guy who was that. in a.
2: <laughs> I don't know that you that it, it's whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yes, I think this is a movie. All three of us would recommend that you go watch. Uh, it's an interesting movie we we've talked about these kind of movies before that make a choice and go with it and goddamn, does this movie make a choice and then go with it
0: yeah i mean i think that that's starting to be i mean we have a we have a trend line of two movies here but i think that's i I think this is i would say this is on brand with shostakiewski and his previous work
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, i don't know for me the the, like, demarcation line in this one is much harder than it was in Black Mountain Side of, like, these are different kinds of movies. Like, here is the dividing line.
0: Well, yeah, but they are tied together simplicit, uh, simply through how Canadian they
1: are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this Canadian movie is movie. wildly Both movies Canadian. Are extremely Canadian. Uh, did you guys recognize any of the actors in this? Because no. the only actor that I Dixon. recommend- re- other than Michael Dixon obviously but the uh, the only actor I recognized apart from him was uh Rob Racco, who played Eric he's the guy who played he played a uh, character on Riverdale yeah he played I was
0: trying to figure out where I knew him from Got he's it. a super minor serpent what the hell is the name of the band or the yeah, gang the serpents yeah the yeah. serpent he's a super minor serpent character in yeah. Riverdale hmm. not super minor <laughs> how dare you mark? Okay, he's one of the more major serpents. The serpents themselves are a (laughs) relatively minor aspect of Archie. Yes. So apart from like Jughead
1: and FP, he's the most major serpent. Jack, you were kind of
2: you were getting into a place that I did want to go, and it should be mentioned in
1: Riverdale. You didn't want to get into Riverdale. I
2: didn't really want to. You should know
0: we're always going to get into Riverdale. I don't want to. Which I think is also Canadian, isn't it? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I don't know. A lot of stuff's Canadian, Mark. Hmm. Okay.
2: These days. Uh, where the hell was I? You totally broke my stride there. Uh, Archie
1: has to hide in Canada after he No, something after I did he's want hiding from into. a murder rap.
2: Something I did want to get into, which is as Jack was mentioning, this movie makes a choice. Mark, you were saying that's becoming a kind of a thing with Chostakiwski's body of work. I think it's important to mention here that if you are a if, if you were a horror viewer who I'm gonna tread lightly, if you're a horror viewer who likes your horror where you can walk out and feel like it has been resolved this movie might the story's not be for wrapped you. up
1: in a neat little bow this, yeah, this no this, this is... movie might
2: not be for you and <laughs> kind of like with black mountain well a lot like with black Mountain Side. this is one that i found myself thinking about afterwards i'm not going to say which one was more productive in that regard in this part of the podcast but this is not conventional it is still an indie movie i tend to gravitate towards those if you do not then you might want to stay the hell away actually
0: <laughs> it yeah, might not I mean, be for it's, you. I mean, it is it is very much that a Canadian small budget indie horror movie. Yeah, and I got to say, one of the most distracting things about it is that I was thinking about the Protoss unit, the Archon, the whole time. Those those <laughs> things that walked around in clouds and shot lasers out of their belly buttons in, in Starcraft.
1: Yeah.
2: So as someone well, who wasn't thinking about that the whole time, <laughs> something else that I want to mention here, in line with what you were saying about it being a smaller budget, indie horror film, something this movie does that should also be mentioned before going into it, because it's not spoilery, but I think is, a, in my opinion, a triumph, they did kind of like with Black Mountainside, but much more evident in this movie, in my opinion, they did a lot with a little when it came to effects.
1: Yeah, I thought yeah, that the yeah.
2: effects, the practical in this, were very, extremely well done, <laughs> like very well done, guys.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with that, and they—they're not trying to shy away from showing you stuff with this movie no, either. <laughs> no, they are not.
0: Right, we're getting um, dangerously close to spoilers, which is going to be the second half of this cast. But the air raid horn has not rang yet. So, I, while we're talking about effects, I will simply take a step back and say once again that. The setting and cinematography play so well here together.
1: <laughs> it's so beautiful. It is such a beautiful movie. Yeah. It really is. Oh if you God. have
0: the ability to watch this in one of the higher definitions, or like if you can get your hands on a Blu ray or something like that, of this, so you get that, that full like wash of HDR color.
2: Whew, yeah, that would be interesting, actually. I don't out. know what the plan is for physical distribution. Um, you can go rent it anywhere, and I'm assuming you're going to see it in pretty high fidelity, but you know if you can get it in its highest possible format that would be the right choice. Um Mark,
0: do you yes, have anything sir. else to say? I do not. Mm. Well, not until we get to the spoiler
1: section. Mm. Uh there are let's see, a couple other things we can talk about prior to spoilers. I we touched on it a little bit, but I like the character action interactions in this movie a lot. Okay. Um I think they work pretty well and like serve the overall tone and kind of themes of the movie too. I also think this is at least part of this movie is an excellent people getting fucked within the woods movie and it works really well on that level in the way that like I haven't seen a movie like that in some time now.
0: Yeah, it certainly falls into that category. Yeah, and does a great job at it, I think. If you took the movie Shrooms and crossed it with the movie uh what the hell was the one about backpacking through like the wilderness border? I think it was also called like Boundary Land oh, or something like that.
2: N- I know what you're talking about. That's a Canadian movie too, actually.
0: Fuck, what was it? Yeah. I always forget if you cross the name. those two movies that Jake will come up with here in just a moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can picture the poster for that movie. Yeah, yeah the dude walking into the wilderness with the, like the bright red backpack. Yeah. Um th- I think you would get roughly this movie.
1: Man. Yeah. Um, so I think unless we got anything else we want to talk about in non-spoilers, we're going to hit that sound effect. And uh, please, I urge you, if you have any interest in this movie, which I think we all think you should, unless like stuff having an ambiguous ending really pisses you off, go watch it now. Don't get spoiled on this movie if you can at all avoid it. That being said, we're going to cue that sound effect and talk about Make spoilers.
0: For the, for the record, for the record. I think I don't think this movie has a fully ambiguous ending. I think you can explain it. And we'll get into that later. So wow, I mean, maybe what if you like to if you'd like to pull that thread a little bit, then what go a watch the hanger back gives. and you can hear my fan theory. <laughs> he has okay, he has a theory.
2: So now you're pulling on him in both directions. Go and watch it but then come back. I see what you're doing there, Mr. Marketing.
1: Yeah. Download it both times. <laughs> Look at, times. You. Look at yeah, you. Make right sure you delete time. it after you yeah, you delete it after you've listened to the first half, then download it again. Mm-hmm. Please. Preferably on a different device. Sound the effect. Yeah, on, <laughs> on your significant other's phone. Ooh, no, 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 was... no, 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 no. I'm reading the book. Scat man's world. All right, boys, let's just fucking talk about this movie. Now, here in spoilers is where we could talk about what I think is the movie's weakest overall element, which should I'm going to call-
0: Should we do a 30-second plot synopsis, yes or no?
1: No. Ooh, that's interesting. Ten seconds each. You're thinking Jake says No. <laughs> But he always says no. He's a naysayer. No, nah, that's not true.
0: He is a naysayer. I'm a sayer. It's a negative Nancy. <laughs>
1: uh, look, I don't think it's necessary. They, okay.
2: they, they. If you're at this point, you don't I mean, need it. It's fine. This is a different episode.
1: We're hoping yeah. you've watched it. Yeah. Um. What I think the weakest part of this movie is is the creatures. I design. love that you're starting with. the I weakest. did not like the way. What's well, the? It, it is one of the more impactful things about <laughs> this movie, and one of the takeaways I have from it. The you most. You actively choose. Is, you just like. <laughs>
0: What, what, <laughs> what does do your you outline look me? like for this episode, Jack? You I don't have an outline, just like, started with recommendations. Yeah. You then went to a plot synopsis. Then we went to does right.
1: And now we're at does wrong. That part actually kind
0: of worked. Damn it.
1: Yeah, it works very well. It doesn't work well. We, it does not work well. I couldn't well. talk about the parts I didn't like in the spoiler-free section. Jesus and I think it's important with a brand new movie to start off with like is it worth watching or not. I
0: think it all works. I perfectly. think where I would have landed with the creature design because you're right to a certain extent, Jack, they do look a little hinky. I would have probably put it in middle because at first they look like villains from the a Power Rangers TV show. <laughs> That's
1: exactly what I thought. They look like 90s Power Rangers villains.
0: But I I mean, at a certain at a certain point like a switch in my brain flipped and all of a sudden, I was, like, just super happy that they were just showing these things, like, prowling around the
1: background of this house. I'd love the choice to, like, just full light, full body, full frame, show you these fucking monsters for minutes at a time. And
0: it's not even showing them the mo- It's like, I-, I would love to have been on set when, when Showtime was like giving them directions on how to physically act in the suits of like how to emote and do like mime classes and stuff around like how to open a door and things like let's look over there. Oh, I'm moving my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was getting at is they look a little doofy at times, but by the end I was fully sold on it. And the one that um when he like the the last I don't know if there's a like alpha or whatever you want to call the one that ends up uh cornering Josh Collins's character. Um, in the background, whatever the uh-huh. hell, uh, Mitch yeah. <clears throat> cornering him, and then gets his like cloak pulled off, and his face is just like a empty, empty void. Yeah, empty it's like a graboid. Space. Space. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was that was a good move. I, I enjoyed that. I that part was fucking. So awesome. So we yeah.
2: had it does wrong, a does middle, and I would have put him in what it does right because a I like the choice to just let him go. They like let it rip, and I'm cool with that. With the, from just conceptual standpoint and how they involved them in the film itself, and then two. Maybe it's because I didn't watch a lot of Power Rangers or anything. I liked how they looked. Again, I go back to, like, this movie wasn't just swimming in money, I think they looked pretty damn
1: good. To to be clear, I like the execution of them. I think the way that they're constructed, like, looks good. I just don't like their actual, like... Design? You know, just fully bipedal design, Hmm. yeah.
2: Okay, well, that's a personal preference, I guess.
1: And then it kind of goes along with stuff like that, that what these and maybe maybe this is part of the ambiguity of the movie is this all just a drug trip or not because their ability to silently sneak up on people in the forest but then inability to find people two inches from their face because they can't see around a corner is pretty jarring
0: (laughs) yeah there's a lot of plot armor built into this one um And I don't know when we want to get into our deconstruction of the ending. Is now the right time, or do we have more things to talk about before we do that?
1: Uh, A couple things I do want to talk about more. My favorite part of the movie, I think, was her in the tent after that first night where they do drugs and she does too much and Mitch like screams at her. Then some weird shit happens. And then like the next morning they find her in the tent and she's just like clutching her head. And that's like three minutes before her head just fucking pops. Explode That whole sequence Blood was geyser. sublime. I, shocking, scary, fucking fantastic. I, that sequence is one of my favorite sequences in a movie I've seen recently. Jack, it's you could say she had a great.
0: splitting headache.
1: <laughs> Thanks, uh, Mark. Good one. Think that was my note. <laughs> I
0: italicized the word "splitting." Oh, God, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I'm giving. I think I'm giving Jake a headache. I need beer, but you know what I mean. Like that that whole thing from the night before to the morning to her death is. I th- I loved it.
0: There is also something just universally identifiable about the concept of having a really bad headache and then your head just fucking explodes like <laughs> I've I've been there on so many fucking mornings of just like oh my god I think I'm I my I, my blood pressure is so high I think I'm gonna yeah get I mean it is kind
2: of semi-speak. the illogical end point of waking up with a crushing headache just be like my head is is <laughs> just literally just not going motion. to survive this episode yeah.
1: I-, I also like that Mitch had a little bit of the Mika thing from Paranormal Activity going on, where he's like, she's fucking fine. Look, babe, you got to shut the fuck up and just it. That deal was such an
2: it. interesting, so like the immediately <laughs> before her head popped thing was such an interesting dynamic, right? Because you have two canoes, and in one canoe, they're like talking at Mitch about her instead of like to her. So they're like refusing yeah. to interact with her, and it was, felt like this very over-the-top thing. I don't know. Point about how she was a tag along to me. I I don't know. Some of that interaction <laughs> yeah. was not what I enjoyed most about this movie, to put it lightly. Um, but
1: oh, I don't know. I loved that.
0: It adds an interesting layer of like inter character dynamics because sure. you have like I I have already forgotten the names. I watched this uh, almost a week ago mm-hmm. at this point. So, so um, Mitch me Mitch is note taking the, the,
2: the bassist. April is the girl whose head pops. Help me out.
0: Olivia, Olivia is the yeah. is Fuck. yeah okay. So you have you have the dynamic between Mitch and Eric, where Eric's yeah. leaving to be an air quotes like actual musician or whatever in LA, and there's like abandonment issues or whatever. And then there's like the band itself kind of bickering among themselves and struggling to identify who they are, because they are definitely just a one hit wonder um, and how to like not fade into irrelevance. And then there's just this kind of fourth interloper groupie who's just a... A, basically, a memory from when they were popular and were successful, mm-hmm. um, that is serving to like keep Mitch kind of anchored in the wrong part of their career. Yeah, I don't know. To, no, to I, be clear, I, I think, clear, it, I think it it, added depth. everything
2: you just said. I liked, so I I don't. I guess I don't question the writing. Uh, it, it was something about how it ended up playing out for me, uh, and maybe it's just because like I went in and. I expected in this vast open like forest space less of the interpersonal dynamics. It's me just being incapable of separating myself from Black Mountainside is what it is like they're intentionally trying to build more personal connection in this movie, and I could not yeah. separate myself from wanting less of that and just letting it breathe and be atmospheric
0: well, and one thing that's fair. one thing you might be driving toward a little bit is that when you when you do have those sort of over dramatic Backdrops, and I would say this movie is kind of getting in that direction. The acting can suffer in a way that it's either very hard to deliver the lines and the conflict that are necessary to like create that interpersonal dynamic, or the actors themselves. Well, I think I'm saying the same thing. It's a hard, it's a hard script to deliver, and if you don't have the top of the top, it comes out kind of stilted.
2: Th- there is def, they're trying here, like they're they're definitely going yeah, they for are. it. And also on top of that, like just the fact that you have it's. I don't know. This is probably not a fair statement to make, but I, when I picture a band in an experience like this, that's, that's a hard thing to hit in a genuine way for me because you have like crazy shit (laughs) going on that would throw you for a loop. And then you have these characters that are like over the top and chill at the same time. So it's a weird act, balancing act that you have to go through. But
1: for me, it was a nice little arc for, for, uh, Eric and uh, Olivia where they started off as just so dismissive of the girls on the yeah. beach. And they're just like not even talking to them. Like that whole scene where she starts talking at Eric and Eric's just staring at her. They didn't even want to stop. It was pretty good. And yeah. then, yeah. And then they like give a, give her a little bit of a shot. But then as soon as she's like fucking it up by just her head hurting so bad, they're like now nah, fuck it. I'm just not talking to you anymore. I'm only going to talk to Mitch. It's just like a nice little arc. I thought that that worked mm-hmm. well for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what did you guys think of the like drug trip sequences? Of, like, the water changing colors. <laughs> and I think it's interesting that this <laughs> movie the water. ended
2: up coming out in a post Midsomar world.
0: Yeah, that's that was the read I got on, too. I was just like, oh, Midsommar. I, cool. But
2: that's, that's very interesting, right? Because this movie's been in production since well before Midsomar came out. I just don't know, what? like... <laughs> I don't Whoa, know, and I wouldn't
0: <laughs> say that Midsummer corners the market on how to show a rainbow trippy yeah, you like can't, acid trip. You, you
2: like, can't compare; it's not fair to compare the two. Um, production like money going towards it alone, but I I just think that it's interesting. So that was kind of a non take from me personally eh, on it. But I don't know; they want to show you something, and they did. Cool.
1: Yeah, I thought the parts where the colors was changing was a little less effective than the parts where he like thinks he sees April like jumping out the freak or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Straight into interestingly, when you go to look this up on like Amazon or rent it, it still it says twenty seventeen as the official release year on it. That's why it's hard to judge horror, man.
2: (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Considering I I don't even think, oh my god, that's insane to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what up mark let's uh should we talk about the ending yeah let's get into it so
0: to get to start i guess we're assuming that people have just watched the movie when they're listening to this um to jump in i think the ending more or less starts when mitch gets into michael dixon's car yes right well yeah or when so he like, makes it to, he makes it to the highway he makes it to the highway ostensibly yes. gets saved yes uh, and then they're driving down, and I was kind of thinking to myself because I ended up watching the ending two or three times because mm-hmm. I was—I mean, the first time you watch it, I'm just like, "Wait, what? The what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you did you accidentally like keep filming when you were <laughs> when you were done with your movie?" <laughs> um, and they have this like long monologue. Well, really, it's a—I guess it's an interview dialogue thing between, um, the. MC on the radio station and this band, the the a pair of bandmates who had survived a plane crash in northern Canada or something yeah. like that, right? And I was trying to figure out why the fuck is this included in this movie in the first place? Why, why are we listening to a random 5-minute long snippet of an of an interview that is seemingly completely unrelated? And I think They went through the same thing, and there's two ways that I went with this. So either you can, they they kind of show this lore of the drugs they're taking, right? It's not acid, even though they think it's acid, and it has these like very specific directions of you have to take five hits, you have to take them at the same time. If you take them too far apart, it'll suffocate. If you take it too close together, it'll drown, which is what happened to April. And no it didn't drown. It well, that's out of I mean whatever. That's, the, that's that's away. the link. La- she didn't specifically drown, but you drown the high, I guess. I don't know. That that's the language that is written in the in the prop. Yeah. The the um, live in your forehead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and if this is a basically a marketed experience to bands that are trying to cultivate the creative spirit and they all are also on this like uh, you know, first peoples burial ground religious uh like area and it's built with this energy in it and this this drug is a way of channeling that then basically what you're doing is you're pushing yourself through an exercise where you come out the other side probably with a very interesting backstory um and you have some type of creative bug that you can put out into a hit song so they have the they have the guitar riff that they record or someone records one of the demons records i guess in the middle of the night (laughs) i think that's what
1: we're given to understand yes and
0: theoretically that becomes a number one hit so what i think we're seeing is a glimpse of two people instead of just mitch in this case he's the only person who survived but in the other band's case two people survived who came through the wilderness after being attacked by these things and taking these drugs And now they have this hit song that they wrote that has rocketed to the top of the charts. And that's why they're interviewing and touring all of Canada and all this other stuff. So then I think there's two ways to look at it. Either this is an otherworldly force that you're basically signing a contract with as soon as you take these drugs. And if you make it through the other side, it provides you with something that is a real world excuse for what happened. Like, Whoever dies in the simulation gets thrown into this because they stumble across a car wreck. I haven't said that yet, but when they get to the car wreck, you see Eric on the ground, you see April on the, gr- on the trunk of the car, and you see Olivia like thrown 20 feet, 30 feet beyond. So everybody who took the drugs and died are now in this, in this uh, physical scene, and Mitch can walk away with a hit song and a traumatic event in his past that's going <laughs> to rocket him to the top of the charts.
1: What's he gonna tell the police though? I got in this car accident, walked ten miles away, then rode back down the road towards the accident with Michael Dixon. Yeah,
2: PTSD, yeah. dude. <laughs> I mean you yeah, could C T E on that note though, like I watched the ending a few times too. Um, what you're describing, Mark, as kind of like a almost devil at the crossroadsy sort of thing, like you enter this pact and you yes. come out with something be it like sheer i don't know devil in this case, given talent or a story that will allow you to just use talent you already have. That's a way you could take it. I think the extreme other end of the spectrum that potentially could be a viable argument for this movie is that the only part of this movie that actually happens is when he gets picked up by Dixon and they drive back and he was just going canoeing with his friends. They all died. He's walking around with a massive head injury and he gets picked up and sees his dead friends and that's it. Nothing was real. Yeah, I think one way
0: or the other, no matter what, he ended up 10 miles away from this car accident. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I guess the question is whether or not he was actually The weird part there, there.
2: there. and you can start poking holes in it no matter what, um, but that's kind of a given when you have something this ambiguous like he was a ways away from this car accident and there's a line that they gave Dixon where he's like this looks like it happened within the last hour when he's on the phone so that doesn't really add up but at the same time like
0: dude Dixon is not in this movie canon wise he is not a licensed what is his name in this movie
2: he's credited as like Swearin' Frank or something Swearin' Mike, Mike. okay I love it <laughs> oh Mike okay yeah
1: fitting. Well- well, and if if the if the interpretation we're going to go with is the former, right, that this is a supernatural event, I was having trouble figuring out why it was Mitch that survived and not Eric, who actually followed the rules and was the one who made the bargain and seemed That's to do everything. That's the problematic
0: right. part: the one person who takes the who takes the drugs according to the,
1: the schedule is Eric, and Eric gets fucked,
0: <laughs> gets his head slammed.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's not from a Yerk or anything, it's just from one of these monsters bashing his head into a car. <laughs> his was yeah. his
2: death was kind of anticlimactic Um I yeah, it was weird. I, was just, I kept assuming he was gonna come. Oh back. for sure. I I mean, okay, so you had a character who basically OD'd, so she drowned it and then she, her head popped. You had a character who quote unquote didn't drop and she just got swept away. That was kind of a good jump scare. Uh, you had a character that was who was a little, Clark.
0: that we, we blew by we that can... earlier. That is, Hey, hey awesome we're off format
2: scare. this episode. There's more cool stuff that I want to talk about. Uh, you had a character who kind of took it like erratically, maybe a little bit, not quite on the hour with Mitch and he ended up surviving and
0: you had one of everything. uh do
2: there's no, there's no yeah. rules. It's acid. The, it's the one,
0: acid. the one thing about all of it is that there is a line I think embedded in the radio interview about because one of the bandmates is talking about this about facing your demons. So they don't do really any of this work within the context of Sled Dog, but I guess you could make the argument that Mitch was the one most adequately
1: suited to face his demons, and that's why he survived, sure. or maybe he's yeah, just he's the not obsessed runner. with Who fame. Knows? Yeah, he's not obsessed with fame or like getting you know coming up with a new hit. He's he kind of just, just going with the plowed. flow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, just the, take drugs yeah. and have sex. I mean, I guess if that's
2: the case, though, like that I model. feel like I needed something more to prove <laughs> to me like why Olivia isn't suited for anything. I don't know. She like was the least developed by far, so it's a little bit difficult there. But
0: yeah, yeah, she did just seem like they needed a third person for parts of the movie. <laughs> it's hard to I, operate as a two piece. I, I don't think she was really given her like full room to grow, but. What you gonna do? Yeah. That's what happens to drummers, you know? They're just sort of they're the ringo. (laughs) Unbelievable. They're the Joe Strummer.
2: Unbelievable. Um, any other theories, any other brain busters?
1: No, I mean I think those those are the two primary ones that it's like clearly trying to make it ambiguous between those two, right? Did this really happen or did it not? Yeah. It is a The only a one I thought twist. of is, like, they actually did take drugs in the woods, and Mitch wandered off, and they couldn't find him, so then they, like, got in the car to try to find him and died. Yeah, I mean, Any, that's the in-between on that
2: continuum, right?
1: Yeah, especially because Mitch was, like, the one who's staring at the weird hut, and, you know, and f- saying, like, I hear things, and I see stuff. Like, sure. they set up that he's being treated a little differently. Sure. Yeah. Um,
0: I do think it's interesting. Maybe I just missed it. Um, but you do not see the other two girls in that scene, as far as I can tell. No, good point. And uh, between that and so then you you're limited to uh, just to the four people who went on the journey and were adjacent to the drug taking. Um, with that and the the inclusion, the actual like script inclusion of a multi-minute long radio interview of a band that went through a similar thing and then had a number one hit leads me to believe that this is a supernatural force that creates a situation for you
1: to then conquer and leave and become a superstar. Sure. No, I like that. You know what I thought was a really nice touch and what scenes worked especially well for me are the ones where Mitch and Eric are seeing and hearing things and kind of mumbling to each other about, like, just leave it alone, don't let it see it. But Olivia isn't seeing any of it. It's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) I thought those were, like, really well done. There was a nice little touch.
0: Along, like, the banks of the river. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just staring into the. And you're doing the same thing. You're like, are they trying to hide somebody behind a tree or something? I'm not really picking up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just trees. (laughs) But it's a nice little touch of, like, exhaustion from, like, kind of, you know, things going wrong in the woods. And, like, she's just like, I don't, shut the fuck up. There's nothing out there. You're stoned off acid. Yeah. It was nice. I liked it. Cool energy, Jake. You were you
0: were promising that you were gonna be jovial. This I'm episode, jovial, dude.
2: I'm jovial. Spot. And you're
0: really not bringing the joviality. Okay,
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I was jovial about? The jovilation. I, I was. I was. What? I was jovialized about the um, the in the cabin sequence. I really enjoyed almost every second of that whole part of the movie. Um, it was almost funny at points. In the cabin.
0: It has yeah. it has some slapsticky, slapstick-y like, elements. Like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm taken back to like, I, was it the Benny Hill show or like a Scooby Doo thing or something like that, where like people are running around, like going out of doors, and then the person who's chase like A is chasing B, and then you run out of another door and B is chasing A, and then like yeah. some like person C comes out of another door and looks around and is confused and then goes back <laughs> into their door and stuff,
1: and you're just like, oh. one of them's hiding behind a curtain. Yeah, we it was, yeah, it had we need some, some slapsticky, slapstick-y elements. The whole kind of yeah. people
0: looking
2: for each other in the cabin thing. Or monsters yeah. looking for them, as it were. Wow. Okay, I, I'm super happy you didn't hit me that way because that would have not have. I would that that <laughs> would have been that would have sucked.
1: It was weird and a little jarring. Oh, I thought uh, I thought the it, whole
2: but. cabin sequence was like very intense. I I really liked it. I mean, it started with the drill to the brain to get like the bug out, and then I liked how it was shot. Yerk! Please, yerk! He
0: survived. You should no, you're Big
2: Jake, the yerk yeah, killer. Okay, I whatever. I didn't have this part of my life; it was stolen from me. I think. Wow, that's
0: an incredible callback, Jesus! <laughs>
2: <laughs> I liked it a lot. What were you yeah,
1: going to no, say,
0: I... though, Jake? Before we completely—you've already derailed, derailed it. You, you already
2: derailed it because I was like, I liked that part of the movie, <laughs> and I was going to talk. About, I was going to wax poetic about the way it was shot, and obviously, Shostakiewski has some chops from having done it a lot during Black Mountainside. But I liked the. F- <laughs> it was. I liked the. I was going to say I would love to see box. a Shostakiewski movie. I, I can't even talk. I,
0: I hope his next movie. <laughs> does not end with a climactic chase scene through a cabin i
2: enjoy it i think it's a it's 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 a brand <laughs> it's just the that's the show it's a brand hallmark. man i i, I like the follow shot of mitch up the stairs had some cool lighting effects um it was just it was a good part of the movie to me i like the change from forest to cabin
1: fuck you <laughs> <laughs> i'm not disagreeing i did really like the drill scene I, yeah. I also like that Eric at first is like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're going to kill yourself." And then he was immediately, like, and then immediately it. was just like, "Yeah, here I'll
0: drill into your head." <laughs> this will be easier to explain to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police when they arrive. <laughs> exactly. He asked me to. <laughs> he was like, "Dude, here's this drill. Let's do uh, let's do ratings. Do we want to just do overall ratings? Are we done?"
1: Yeah, let's, uh, well, one one other thing I really liked is before you know what's going on, like before you read Eric's note, I like the touches of you don't know, like, what the fuck he's, you know about a note, and you see him sneaking his his uh, hits of acid off in, like, little corners, but you don't know what's going on. I like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: after, after they've specifically decided to not do the acid anymore, he's, like, stealing away for 15 seconds to take acid. Quick little hit, you know. Yeah. I'm just gonna drop some quick acid, man. That's what I should have done for beers for fears this episode. <laughs> just take an acid. Dropped acid. That would be fun.
2: <laughs> it wouldn't have kicked in until we were done. Well, I <laughs> would, would have, have done
1: awesome. it at work today, obviously.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, I can imagine you trying to get a sound check going on acid. <laughs>
0: Test. It's like super elongated and echoey. I don't know. I've never done acid. <laughs> I should probably get that out there on the record. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god yeah let's uh let's do an overall rating cool
2: jake what? you're going with me i didn't prepare what are you i did giving not this prepare thing? a numbered rating so now i'm very on the spot good come up with something i don't like shot. coming up with something yeah, do
0: the thing that jack fuck. does every week we and just make the fuck one i up. don't
2: want to go first when i haven't prepared something
0: i gave well, it a six and a half then i'll go um, okay yeah i think this is a better than average low budget low-ish budget. I actually would be kind of curious how much they spent on this thing, but certainly doesn't stack up to like what you have for most blockbusters. Um, super specific horror movie, and I think that's the thing that ultimately holds it back is it's going to be one of those that's a good indie flick that honestly I wouldn't be surprised if any of the three of us return to once or twice or multiple times in the next few years. Um, but outside of that, it's um, it's just not really pushing that upper boundary for me. Interestingly, Shrooms from two thousand seven, I don't know if either of you guys have seen that movie, is probably yeah. like the best comparison that I have for this one. And this wipes the floor with that movie on in in every single category. So at least insofar as if I need a psychotropics based horror movie, <laughs> I have a new top of that category.
2: Mark, I remember the <laughs> name. I, like that. I remember the name of that other Canadian movie where he goes out into the woods. What is, the is it? The interior
1: ah yes I the interior. just it remembered is. it yeah. yeah which that fucking tent scene in the interior oh my god we didn't talk yeah. about the tent scene in this movie which I also liked very much
2: unfortunately the tent scene in the interior unfortunately for this movie the tent scene in the interior was is the best way better. <laughs> the best tent <laughs> scene it's the just the best tent, tent scene,
1: scene. absolutely me. unquestionably uh but this I mean the tent scene in this movie was really cool too yeah um What were the weird long finger things? Uh, I gave it a seven. I think it's got a little recency bias for me right now. I really like the character interactions. I really love the people getting fucked with in the woods, like kind of first third of this movie. And like I said, I think the movie that transitions you from first to second act of mitch being a dick while she drops two hits of acid to then her waking up with the tremendous headache to her head popping is a sublime sequence of filmmaking it's fucking fantastic the movie's held back a little bit for me by the creature design and their varying abilities and or strengths like mitch beats one of them just by kind of like hitting it with a pipe which makes them not a particularly terrifying monster but still um i think it's a it's a great movie it's Makes you think a lot. I watched the ending multiple times too, and I don't often do that. <laughs> That's kind um, of funny. So we all
0: watched the we've we've all seen the movie once, but we've all seen the the ending four times collectively. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think collectively
2: we watched it the ending eight or nine times. And I actually I did the thing where I ended the movie and then I went to the very beginning because for a split second I thought that the radio bit at the very end, as it was trailing out, was the exact same radio bit and hit like lead in to their oh, that, song. Is it? It wasn't. If that was the case, oh, would've it would have been so fucking if cool. If that was the case, I would have both loved it, and I think it would have been too obvious that it was probably the latter category of the two options that we gave for potential ending yeah. explanation. So I kind of like that they didn't, but it would have been so rad to like get that morsel because only certain people are gonna like think to find it. Yeah. Mm. Um. Okay. I gave it a seven and a half. Um oh wow I, nice. I did I really like this movie I I gravitate towards movies that are more like this though I di- I said earlier in the podcast that this is going for less of an ambiguous or slow I think is the right word not necessarily ambiguous It's plenty ambiguous it's going for less of a slow burn than what Black Mountainside was they're trying to really like stretch their legs as filmmakers with the interpersonal interaction what they're showing you on screen the level of I guess, difficulty has been ratcheted up and I think that it's not as smooth of a ride the whole way through but this is still definitively in the category of horror that I gravitate towards it's still slowish on the burn it has building tension it's people getting fucked within the woods it's ambiguous it's the perfect indie style horror film for me so if I mean, if Just Kinski wants to make another movie and he's going to put it in an outdoor setting, which seems to be his bag, I am all for it. Keep doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dude can film British Columbia like nobody's business. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. She go to she um, film an else... next time. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, mix it up a little. Saskatoon, where we don't wear our blouses in Saskatoon. <laughs> We're aware <laughs> that's in Saskatchewan. It's fine. What? Uh, What else do we want to say about this thing before we get out of here? Probably
2: just thumbs up, thumbs down.
1: Oh, yeah. Easy thumbs up for me, especially, like, I know there's a shitload of movies dropping that have already dropped and will continue to drop in October. This one is almost certainly going to be in the top of the pack of quality of all those movies. If you like indie horror at all, if you like Black Mountainside, go check this thing the fuck out. It's like $5.99 or $4.99 or something on Amazon. Go rent it. It's great.
0: Yeah, I'll say the same thing. It's a, it was a thumbs up for me. It was an enjoyable experience. Like I said earlier, it's, it's interesting when you do stumble across a movie that has that definitive slow burn thing, especially for me, um, who has trouble focusing on this sort of stuff. But then you're still drawn in and actually end up really focusing on the movie as a whole. That that means that the the whatever the the sum of the pieces is great. Oh my god, I said that so wrong. The the, <laughs> the movie is greater than the sum of its parts. I got there. I had to work. Nailed it. it. um and that is probably uh probably a better endorsement for this movie than than my overall rating gave it but i mean i yeah i don't want to undersell this i actually also did enjoy this quite a bit Mm -hmm. and i'll just reiterate i like this more than black Mountain Side. not that i also didn't like that movie
2: wow that got confusing at the end there it's an easy thumbs up i can't talk i don't know it's fine (laughs) it's been a long day it's an easy thumbs up from me uh i will just kind of reiterate what i said in the non-spoilery part this isn't going to be for everyone i think if you've listened this far and you've seen it you've I, I would guess that you're more likely to share the opinion that we have, uh, just thinking about the type of viewership that we have. But let me know if I'm wrong. Let me know if you hated it. I'd be interested to hear that take. <laughs> I think it's I think yeah. it's totally worthwhile film. Indie Horror needs horror needs more of this, not just Indie Horror. The
0: Absolutely. important thing here is that you're you're renting the movie and to reiterate, you're downloading our podcast twice. Both of those things should happen. That's the important yeah.
1: part. That's <laughs> the most important part. <laughs> uh, all right, I don't know. I don't know how we're getting out of here. Oh, you can uh, do it. I'm all thrown off. You can do it. I want to see how you wrap it up.
0: Uh, oh God! Oh, this. All is, right, this is gonna be a mess.
1: This has been another very special episode, but you wouldn't know it because there wasn't a sitcom intro. Um, actually, I think it's technically episode 201. It might we're be episode 200 if, if we were gonna v- number it, has it. The BSE
2: uh, thing. It's not a.
1: Yeah, very special episode. But nobody will know because there's no sitcom, and I'm upset about that. That's left me in a sour mood, and now Jack, we're gonna just go. Just we'll a check sitcom back.
0: on it, for the love of God, man. Yeah, I think God, you're gonna be yes. happy. So I've still got a
2: whole file. I, up and stored I'm starting up. to think that the sitcom <laughs> intro is like self-care for you, bud. <laughs> yeah. I love them. Okay, em. just do the intro then. It's not worth it. It's not worth the <laughs> argument.
1: <laughs> um. So, you know, bye. Bye. <laughs> Terrible. Take a life.
2: He has Okay, he has a theory. So now you're pulling on him in both directions. Go and watch it, but then come back. I see what you're doing there, Mr. Marketing.